The T-Birds just wrapped up their longest road trip of the season. We'll break down all the games from the past two weeks. Plus, T-Birds rookie and top pick by Seattle in the 2022 WHL Draft, Braden Coots joins us and shares about his transition into the league. And finally, a legend immortalized forever in the rafters of the Accesso Shower Center. We'll talk about the amazing night that it was. That's all ahead on another episode of Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. T-Birds fans, let's fly. You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T-Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are listening, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. Join us for another episode. These things are just flying by. We are cruising through another season of Thunderbirds hockey. As of this recording, 12 games into the season, some ups, some downs, but we are officially a, a fifth of the way through the 2023-2024 regular season. Again, just flying by, lots to talk about. Thank you again for joining us. We had some awesome responses after episode two. If you texted the show, if you sent in comments, uh, posted on social media, I wanna thank you so much for that. A reminder, I threw it out there, you can text the podcast, 253-656-6618. We'll get your comments on the show. I uh, wanna shout out a couple of people who texted in one of our texts, hey, Tyler, just want to say thank you for what you do. The podcast is killer. Can't wait for the next episode already. Glad to have a place to listen about my favorite team. Let's go, birds. Let's fly. This person did not send me a name. Thank you for texting in. Make sure you leave me a name. Otherwise, I'm just going to think this is my mom texting the show after every week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for texting us in. And then also one here from, hi, my name is Isaac. Just listen to the podcast. Enjoy listening. Keep it going. Great way to get interaction with the fans and recap how the team is doing. Also, if I could make a suggestion for music, I like the topic you hit on, on new music in the building somewhere during the game. If you could slip in Stomp and Tom Connors, the hockey song, I've got to give a shout out to uh, longtime T-Birds. Sorry. That was the end of the text there. This is my commentary. Now I got to give a shout out to longtime uh, T-Birds public address announcer and in-house DJ Tom Helm. Tom Helm would always play the hockey song on, I believe it was Saturdays after a win. He had a specific uh, a, a cadence there when what he would play that song. But Isaac, thank you so much for texting the show. We will do what we can to work that in here coming up in our next game. So a couple of texts, awesome. Thank you so much for texting the show had a note come in from Apple podcasts as well. This is great. Again, you can um, leave us a review or you can rate the show. Uh, but this one from Luke from Apple podcasts, huge T-Birds fan and season ticket holder. This has been an awesome way to catch up on what's happening with the team and get to hear a little more from players. So far, I'm enjoying the podcast. Can't wait for this to get popular enough. You have to do it every week. 
Keep up the good work. Let's go, birds. Let's fly. Let's fly. There we go. Uh, Luke, no plans at this point to go every week, but if the boot fits and we get that kind of uh, listening from and drive and push from fans out there, man, we are doing this for you, the fans, to keep you connected to the team. I'm so excited. I'm so blessed that I get to do this and get to talk with you guys every other week, plus see you all at home games. So we're just going to keep this thing rolling here. Um, and yeah, if we get to the point where we have to do it every week because people love it, I mean, I don't want to even stop there. Let's do this every couple of days. Yeah. Got to keep the listens up though. Got to keep the listens, engagement, text us, let us know that you're listening. And, uh, and we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, way that you can engage with our next show. So recording this here, it is uh, Monday, November 6th. Tomorrow is Tuesday, November 7th. Uh, two weeks from now, the fourth episode of Let's Fly. It's going to be the week of Thanksgiving. Would love to have you text the show. Tell us about why you are thankful for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey. Why you are thankful for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey. Text 253-656-6618. Want to put you on the show um, and and share your thoughts on why you are thankful to be a T-Birds fan. So again, 253-656-6618. Text us. Let us know why you're thankful to be a Seattle Thunderbirds fan and for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey. Last bit of news I'll say. At one point last week, we were trending as the number 10 hockey podcast in the country of Germany. Obviously have to give a shout out to Luca Hoff's family, friends, anybody who listened to the podcast in Germany, who's a big Luca Hoff fan. That's the only reason I can think that we were trending at that point. Some, uh, some comments from Luca after one of the big wins at the big win against Brandon two weeks ago. So Again, wherever you're listening, thank you so much. Let's jump into it here. I'm six minutes into our show, seven minutes into our show. Let's get in. We've got so much to talk about. The T-Birds just end their longest road trip of the season, six games across the Eastern Conference, um, and lots of ups, couple of downs, but let's talk about the games from the last two weeks. So two weeks ago, T-Birds are 3-0 on the road to start this road trip. Excuse me, 2-0. 2-0. And uh, they head into Red Deer. Take on the Red Deer Rebels on Tuesday, October 24th. The Rebels with an early lead 63 seconds into the game, but the T-Birds would respond. Two teams would trade scores back and forth. 2-2 after the first period, but Seattle scores three in the third, going on to win 5-2 to two to pick up their sixth straight win. Grayson Souchin, a massive five-point night, two goals, three assists. And Spencer Micknick settling in. He gives up two goals in the first period, but finishes with 35 saves on 37 shots, his third win of the season. And at that point, Spencer had a two goals allowed average and a 940 save percentage through his first three starts. Very strong start, strong start to the season for Spencer Micknick. The T-Birds pick up their third straight win of the road trip. They go to 3-0 on the six-game road trip. And then that's where things would turn a little bit. The very next night, again, these road trips, 
we're going to talk about this in a second, but playing with a younger team, one of the things that you learn about in this transition into the WHL is transitioning to playing lots of games in a short period of time. The T-Birds end up playing four games, five games in four nights, four games in five nights. Five games in four nights wouldn't be possible. Four games in five nights. This was another one of those games. This was the second of those four games in five nights. Wednesday, the 25th, taking on the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Three goals for the Hurricanes in the first. It was 3-0 in the first period. And I wouldn't say it was over at that point. Uh, They were coming off games where they were coming off games where they had scored six goals, five goals against the, the the night before. So they can score enough goals to come back from three down. And three of their seven wins so far this year had come in a game where they didn't score the first goal. You add that along with the Brandon game. Again, if you listened last week, it's, it's just officially the Brandon game. That's all we need to say now. The Brandon game. That game showed you anything's possible. So down three, nothing, not ideal. That's a really tough position to be. On the road, fourth straight road game, third game in four days for the T-Birds. That was going to be a rough stretch, and that's not how you really want to start a game. But again, Brandon game, anything's possible the rest of the season. Unfortunately, it didn't get any better. I I know I teased you there, and if you if you didn't see the scores from the game or, or didn't see any of the highlights, it didn't get any better. T-Birds outshot 31-22, to held off the score sheet, and they lose five to nothing. The first road loss of the season for the team after starting five and zero away from home. Five straight wins away from home to start the season. Lethbridge snaps that with a five zero, handing the T Birds a five zero loss. I will say this, and I'm a forever optimist. Silver lining: it absolutely could have been a lot worse. T Birds held the Hurricanes to zero for four on the power play. And that's been a really strong piece to the start of the season for this T-Birds team. Seattle has a 90% penalty kill percentage here 12 games into the season. They've only allowed four power play goals all season. That's the best in the WHL. The 90% penalty kill best in the WHL. And their four power play goals, which is the best in the WHL. The next closest team is the Saskatoon Blades, who've given up eight. So they're giving up less than half, half of what the next best team is. They've taken less penalties. They've played less games. So we'll see what happens as the season progresses, but a very strong start to the season for the Seattle Thunderbirds on the penalty kill, getting some great performances by some veteran leadership on the blue line. Sawyer Minio back in the lineup. Jeremy Hansel's been strong to start the season, but they're killing off penalties that other teams are getting. And they're, they're limiting some of those opportunities. You see a 5-0 loss, you would assume there would be a power play goal in there. There wasn't. It was all, uh, they actually had a, I believe they had a shorthanded goal in that game. Uh, all even strength beyond that. No power play goals. So, T-Bird's first loss of the season. How do they loss on the road of the season? How do they respond? Friday, October 27th, taking on the Swift Current Broncos. This was a close game halfway through. T-Birds and Broncos trading goals for the first 30 minutes. And then the, the wheels kind of fell off. The The Broncos score three goals in two and a half minutes. And after 
a 2-2 game halfway through. It's all of a sudden 5-2. Uh, Eric Allery, Kaz and Matthews both score twice in this game. But that was all the T-Birds would get. Swift would go on to win by a final score of 6-4. to four. Interesting stat I'll throw out with this. Kazdan Matthews, two games he scored goals this season, and in both games, he scored twice. So you watch out. Kazdan Matthews finds himself on the score sheet. There's a good chance he's going to find himself on there again. So uh, another great performance by uh, Seattle Thunderbird rookie. Unfortunately, not enough. T-Birds lose their second straight road game and their second straight loss for the T-Birds. So then they close out the road trip in Medicine Hat, taking on the Tigers. Medicine Hat jumps out to a two-goal lead in the first. This was a pattern we saw in the second half of the road trip. We're going to get to that in a second. We're going to overview. We're going to recap the road trip as a whole. But that was a bit of a pattern, giving up those early goals, giving up those quick goals. Seattle would pull within one in the second, but the Tigers would see similar as the night before and the night before that. Uh, all of a sudden it was 5-2. All of a sudden it was 6-3. The T-Birds would go on to lose this game by uh, by final score of 6-3. to three. Tigers with three goals in the final 15 minutes. And they hand the T-Birds their third straight loss. First time this season the T-Birds had lost two or more games. Now three or more games. So T-Birds wrap up their longest road trip of the season. They finish out three and three. They win the first three. They lose the next three. And so I want to break down a little bit some of the thoughts about that road trip. You know, the first part of the road trip, man, we felt good. If you listen to last week's or two weeks ago's episode, the first two wins you get on the road. I remember checking on my WHL app. Uh, get the win in Red Deer, a big win. If you're a T-Birds fan, you know that win against Red Deer on the road, that's a big win. And uh, so you go 3-0 to start and and you're just feeling good. You're like, why, why can't we just continue to run things back like we did last year? Um, and, and then you, you kind of hit a, a tough spot there. So a couple things I want to say about that. Four games in five days, we brought this up. You're playing through fatigue, you're playing through injuries, you're playing through travel. It's all going to catch up to you. The T-Birds have gotten to play against some of the Eastern Conference opponents at home. They'll get a couple more coming up here. But those same teams, they go through this stretch. too. They, everybody's got to do the road trip at some point. Everybody's got to go make those big travels. If you're U.S. Division, if you're Eastern Division, you're, you're going to have that long stretch on the road. And if you're, you're a team like Seattle, where they've been a little bit shorthanded, um, having to call some guys up, uh, fatigue sets in, um, and, and let's also add too, there are 10 rookies on this roster right now. These guys are learning how to manage the increase in ice time. The first time they're going on these long road trips. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk to Braden Coots here in a little bit about that transition. Um, get to hear from the youngster about the, the rookie about his first experience playing in a every night, every day kind of scenario in the WHL. But that is, that's a factor. And when you have a younger team, when you are transitioning to a younger team, there's going to be some learning opportunities for them and, and managing that time, the road trip, 
that's all going to be a, a piece to, to consider. You're also adding in some, some tougher matchups. And we talked about that last week too. Medicine hat is currently the number one team in the Eastern conference with 24 points. Lethbridge is fourth at 20 points. Swift current is fifth with 19 points. So you were going to play, you played three games against the top five in the Western conference. All of these factors come into play. However, I will say this outside of the five Oh loss to Lethbridge T birds were in all of these games. They were never a hundred percent out of it. The hurricanes loss felt like it was, it was pretty, pretty tough for most of the game. The T-Birds were never 100% out of all the games. Where they are learning to now play, especially with this younger group, is that they have had times this season where those goals have come in bunches for their opponents. Lethbridge, 5-0 loss to Lethbridge, three goals scored by the Hurricane in 2 minutes 45 seconds. Swift Current, three goals in 2 minutes and 30 seconds in the second period. Medicine Hat, two goals in one minute, two seconds in the first period. And you even go all the way back to the very beginning of the season, the home opener versus the Portland winter Hawks, four goals scored by the Hawks in the second period two in the final minute, 34 seconds. This young team will learn how to respond to those moments. They'll learn how to respond. When you go down a goal, when you give up a goal, how do you respond? And they've already had some moments this year where they've given up the first goal and they've come back and they've scored the second. I mentioned that earlier. Three out of the seven wins this year, they did not score the first goal in the game. So they know how to respond. But with some of the experience comes those, okay, we gave up a goal. We're not going to give up another one here immediately. And sometimes that is the mental piece. Matt Odette is one of the best coaches in the WHL. He's proven that with the record, uh, with what he's accomplished these last five years he and the T-Birds staff are going to make the adjustments, make the uh, improvements where you're not giving up these goals in bunches. And if they can do that, again, they stayed in the game with Swift Currents. They ultimately, it was just too much to come back from. They stayed in it with Medicine Hat. Um, the Lethbridge game, again, they were, it was five, nothing. But if you can, if you can, make the adjustments where mentally you don't take a step back when you give up the goal and you go in and you approach it with um, being aggressive, but also being smart and, and being like, all right, it's time for us to go after the goal. We're going to get this one back. Well, then you've closed that gap that you experienced and, and now you're not coming back, trying to come back from two or three down. You only have that one to come back down to. And they've had times where they've been able to hold it too. Again, I mentioned the Red Deer game. They go down early. They give up a couple of goals in the first period. They go down twice. They come back both times, and then the defense locks it down. And I think that's going to be key for this team going forward. Speaking of younger players, we're 12 games into the season. The leading goal scorer for your Seattle Thunderbirds, Antonio Martirana. He's got five he scored in five of the T-Birds' eight road games this season. He picked up his first goal for Seattle at home this past weekend against the Spokane Chiefs. Exciting to see him contributing. What's more, three of the top six goal scorers for the T-Birds' forward group 
are playing in their first WHL season. Martirana, Coots, and Matthews, all top six in goals scored for this team. And I don't think that's a that's a discredit at all to the goal scores they have on this team. They've had some some guys miss, you know, Sam Popovich missed a couple of games. Nico's been missing some games. Um, you still don't have Jordan Gustafson back in your lineup full, fully back in your lineup. Um, so the, they've gotten the production. They have young players who can produce, who can contribute. Um, they're going to continue to pick up the goal scoring rate and should also note that as part of that, it, it goes beyond just the rookies. It's the newcomers, Eric Allery now contributing a top, a top six goal scorer for this team. Luca Hoff, not with his team last year, a top six goal scorer for this team. Top three, I believe. La- only four of their top 10 point scorers on this team were playing regular minutes for last year's championship team. There is a lot to be excited about with what they have done in the transition period into this year. Again, there's going to be the tough matchups. You're going to have the Lethbridge Hurricane games. You're also going to have games where you feel really good about the overall performance you're able to put together and the different guys that you're going to contribute. And I don't think we've seen this lineup fully. We we absolutely haven't seen this lineup fully healthy yet. And so there's going to be some continual improvement, but getting ice time for the rookies and seeing them contribute and seeing them participate is such a cool thing to see at this point of the season because that's what you needed. That's what you needed to do to be successful to get back into the playoffs this year. So speaking of rookies, I want to take a moment, highlight one of many rookies that have played a role this year, Braden Coots. Again, a top six goal scorer for this team so far. He's been just outstanding scored in his first uh, first game of the season. He's currently tied for third on the team in goals with four. And so I had a chance to to talk with T-Bird's former first round draft pick. Uh, I will preface this by saying Braden and I got to interview before they went on the road trip, but got to take a couple minutes and talk with Braden about the transition into the WHL, how his first off season was played a couple of games with the, with Thunderbirds last season, his first off season preparing for his first full regular season with the team. Um, and, and what he envisions for the season with Thunderbirds and how they're, how they're doing, how they're progressing and what they have visions of going forward. So, uh, here is my interview with uh, T-Bird's rookie, uh, center number 86, Braden Coots. Check it out. All righty, folks. Tyler back here. Excited to be joined by one of the new young Seattle Thunderbirds players. I've got Braden Coots with me. Braden, how is it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well. Super excited to have you join us here on the podcast. Uh getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, feel like we uh, got to see some flashes of Braden Coots last year, but excited that uh, we're off and running in a new season here and that you're going to be a big part of it. But before we jump in and start talking season, I just I want to know, going into kind of what was going to be your first full year in the WHL and in junior hockey, how was the off season? How did you spend your time? How did you get ready for, for a, a new season here? Um, yeah, summer is good to get back home. You know, I was here last year for the playoff run, so 
we were here into June, so it was nice to get home, spend some time with my family, and just, you know, kind of go to the lake, work out, skate, and yeah. Nice. Sounds like it was mostly yeah. hockey-focused, even though it was still off-season, getting yeah. some workouts in, getting some skate time in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got trained with Barry Butt back home, so had that going on and just skiing a couple times a week, so. Very cool. Awesome. So I want to go back and do a little overview for T-Birds fans coming in. Um, again, kind of new season for you and getting getting more experience and more, more opportunities on the ice uh, going forward this season. But just a little bit more about Braden. Can you tell me, like, what if you think back to growing up, playing hockey, being involved in that culture, like, what, what are your, some of your earliest hockey memories? Like, when did you know – that you started to want to go down the the hockey path um yeah like just early novice starting out I always loved it it's always been a thing that I've always wanted to do growing up um you know playing in the brick tournament as well in Edmonton a lot of guys here played in it as well you know it was a really cool hockey memory I have you know getting to play in the West Edmonton Mall there was a really cool experience and yeah I just Every time I, like, it's all I want to do. It's something that, you know, you love doing and you never want to stop, so. No, that's awesome. You, you mentioned growing up in Alberta, and we've got a couple Alberta kids on the team. Did you have any connections before coming down to Seattle uh, in, in either in the league or the team or with any of the guys who, who grew up in Alberta as well? Um, kind of. Uh, Gussie, Jordan Gustafson, I used to watch a lot growing up. You know, he was three years older than me. Um, he's just out of, playing out of Fort Sass, so 10 minutes away. That was, they were always playing Sherwood Park, so I always looked up to him watching his games. And, yeah, pretty much. And, and now here you are a couple years later. He's the captain of the team that you're playing on in the, the Western Hockey League. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm stoked for him. That's He deserves to be our captain for sure. Very cool. Well, before we keep going down the hockey route, I want to talk hockey going into the season. Uh, but just a little bit more about you. How do you like to spend your time on the uh, off the ice when you're when you're not skating, when you're not um, in games or in practice? Like, what what are some ways you like to recharge and and reset and get refocused uh, in, in the off time that you have? Um. Yeah. I usually I like to spend time with the guys. Um. I like to play cards, poker. Um, you know, go in the hot tub with the with the buddies at some of the billet houses and stuff like that um, is usually how I spend my time the, on the off days or going to the mall, shopping, watching a movie or something like that. And, yeah, that's how I spend my off days. Okay, so any billets out there, if, if Braden comes over to your house, no, you got a card shark on your hands. You got to watch out for this guy. Yeah, I got one. We got a, at my billets. I got a hot tub as well, so fortunate enough for that as well. Very cool. Awesome to hear. Well, I want to talk to you about what the transition has been like. It's uh, we've heard guys come into the league before and you came in, you were a you were a top 10 pick for the T-Birds, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy for you, a lot of energy for the team about, you know, that 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 partnership there. But can you tell me a little bit about the transition from um, from from your youth leagues now coming into junior hockey into the Western Hockey League, what's what's that been like for you and the the small taste you got last year and now here early in the season? Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, it's a it's a pretty big jump. 
you know, the physicality, the strength of the older guys, and just how de how more demanding the league is. Um, I you have to carry yourself as a professional, um, coming in every day, you know, doing what you have to do so you can perform. But yeah, I've I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Um, the adjustment's been pretty smoothly, especially last year. I think it helped a lot. Me coming in as a 15 and getting to kind of like soak up that whole experience of being there for the whole run and watching guys like Gunther Korczynski, who I lived with, which, you know, he's a guy I look up to and see what he does. You know, obviously he's had a lot of success. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's what's made the adjustment really smooth. Very cool. I want to I want to touch on the Korczynski thing because uh, we're we're recording this right now. He just took the ice last night in his NHL debut. Like, how cool is it to to know and to be a part of a team and being a part of an organization and a league where you get to see guys like living out the dreams and 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 seeing that success on the ice where they get to go and star and and debut for an NHL team. How how motivating and exciting is that for you? Oh, for sure, it's very motivating. You know. Just, you know, seeing what he does every day, uh, living with him, how he takes care of himself, um, what he eats, what he, like, goes to bed at an early time, you know. Just er all the little things that you have to do to become successful and how hard it is. It's extremely motivating and really cool just to, you know, like, experience that and practice with them every day. Yeah, very cool. So uh, you talked a little bit about getting some of those games and getting the experience under your belt last year and now jumping in to a, a full season and, and wanting to grow and wanting to develop and wanting to contribute to a team that just won the championship last year. And then to go out first game of the season and you get your first goal, like how, how much like pressure or even just excitement did that like pressure off of your shoulders to get that first goal in the first game, um, but also just the excitement of like the opportunities now going at, going forward. Yeah, for sure. It was, you know, a lot, you know, I wanted to get that first one because I couldn't get it last year. So it was nice to get in the first game, you know, just to take a deep breath and be like, hey, we got it now, go get some more. So, but yeah, it was really exciting, you know, to get that one in Wenatchee too. First time ever playing Wenatchee, so that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Nice. So we talked a little bit about this, uh, the bit of a turnover, uh, you got to experience the run last year, bit of a turnover, bit of a change of, of, of the team, a lot of younger players, a lot of guys out to, to prove themselves, but you still have some really good veteran players who've had that championship experience and you got a coaching staff that won the title last year, have gone through a couple of cycles. Um, but what does it mean to you to have that kind of resource in practice every day in games, guys you can lean on, guys you can go to who've, who've been there and, and done that? Yeah, it's, you know, our coaching staff is great. You know, they know what it takes to win. Um, we have all the resources here to develop our guys, um, you know, if it's through video or skills with Gertzi. Um, everybody has – high caliber experience and know what they're doing so we're very fortunate and to have them here and you know take full advantage of that yeah we got a we got a young team a young team this year but you know I think it's a good thing for future years as well you know for all the guys to get their first year under their belt they're just it's just going to be better for the future 
Yeah, and and I know you're you're probably not super familiar with this. You were drafted just a little over a year and a half ago, but uh, kind of similar thing happened a few years back where the team was young, not a lot of expectations, and then just kind of came out and wowed everyone. I think there's some thoughts and some belief out there that uh, you guys are young and you're retooling and, and moving forward, but uh, still a lot of great players on this team and, and um, can still have some really high and exciting expectations for, for the team out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Our, you know, the older guys here are great, you know, Poppy, Gussie, Hansy, Ratsy, Mini, all the, all those guys, you know, are NHL draft picks, you know, guys that know what it takes to win from last year and have that full experience and are unbelievable players. So, you know, we're very fortunate to have them and they're going to help us out a lot. Well, you guys have a really, uh, a really strong culture that you've built in the team over the last couple of years, this idea of always competing and always <clears throat> striving to be successful and going after uh, wins and, and championships. And I think there's a team goal every year, but if you were to look kind of over the next six months, what would you say is your biggest focus? What is your biggest goal here in the next, in the next season? Um, just getting fully comfortable being a full-time Western League player, um, you know, contributing offensively. Um, just, you know, we got the Alberta swing here, so learning how to play on the road, um, take that all in, get a play in front of my family, which will be nice. But, yeah, um, just, you know, getting better every day is the main goal and just getting more comfortable being here and uh, getting some wins as a team. It was super exciting. Well, uh, we want to wrap this up here, but I uh, want to thank you for, for joining me and, and jumping on the podcast here. Uh, excited for you to, to get to travel and, and do the swing back home and play in front of family and friends. Uh, but best of luck to you guys here as you get to ready to head out on the road and, um, and, and everything that you've got coming up here uh, in the next couple of weeks and months and, and throughout the season. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Braden. Thank you. So there you have it. An awesome time getting to talk with number 86, Braden Coots, uh, already a contributor to this team here very early on in the season. Excited to watch him continue to grow um, and develop lots of Lots of expectations, I think, coming in for a first-round draft pick, but he has stepped up and made an early impression for this team. And uh, just really cool guy, super chill guy, and just exciting to get to watch him continue to develop and grow and cheer him on at the Accesso Shower Center like we've done with so many rookies over the years who've gone on to have awesome careers in the WHL. All right, from the rookie to the icon. Let's talk the night that was Friday, November 3rd. T-Birds taking on the Spokane Chiefs. That had to wait a little while. In fact, we probably started about 20 minutes later than puck drop was scheduled. 25 minutes later than puck drop was scheduled for because we had the iconic Patrick Marlowe in the building and we got to celebrate him, his career with the T-Birds, and the awesome night that was Patrick Marlowe, Jersey Retirement Night, number 12, now hanging in the rafters at the Accesso Showwear Center. 
and and look, I am not a I'm not the four decade Seattle Thunderbirds fan. I've been with the T-Birds for eight years now, and my first Seattle Thunderbirds game was the very first night that I worked for the team in 2015. I don't have the long, expansive history like so many amazing T-Birds fans do. I did not see Patrick Marleau uh, take the ice here in Seattle. Uh, Most of my knowledge of Patrick comes from his record career in the NHL where he played 1,779 games, the most in NHL history. The player that Patrick was... I can't put it into words as somebody who never witnessed what he did on the ice. I get to hear the stories. And that was to me, one of the coolest parts about this past weekend for Patrick Marlowe, Jersey retirement night, getting to watch the fans engage with the night that wasn't. And I'll say this, it could not have gone more perfect that ceremony. Um, and I, I had a chance to, talk with some of my team after the game uh, about the the ceremony and and hearing Patrick speak and getting to hear from Russ Farwell, uh, who's just been an absolute legend for this team and what he's done for this team and this organization. Um, seeing all of the people on the ice, uh, getting to watch all of Patrick's teammates come out of the Zamboni doors uh, and joining us for the night. T-Bird's former T-Bird's coach, Don Knockbar, there as well. Uh, Glenn Goodall presenting Marlowe with the final jersey that he would ever put on on Seattle Thunderbird, the final number 12 that would ever be put on on home ice for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, you know, it was just, it was kind of surreal where it was a moment where I felt like everything just stopped. And I was like, if I could just capture this energy, this moment and put it in a bottle, we'd sell it for thousands of dollars at the team store. Um, and I had a conversation with, uh, Rick Ronish, T-Birds, vice president of operations and one of the absolute pillars of the organization. And I remember I was asking him what he thought of the, the ceremony after the game. And, and we we're kind of doing a little bit of a debrief. And he said, you know, we could actually, we could have absolutely botched everything in that ceremony and the energy of the fans and the presence of his former teammates and his family, it, it would have carried everything. It, it, we, we did nothing that could have changed anything. And it was such a good reminder that the presence of fans, the presence of teammates and, and people in our organization, it just goes so far beyond the lights and the music and the ceremony. And it is, it is about the relationships. It is about the personal experience we get to have. And I know everybody in the crowd or, or at least most of the people in the crowd there that night, they were excited to see the team on the ice, but they were there to honor the legend that was Patrick Marlowe and and see him honored by a team that he helped put on the map in the 90s and much of the success that we've seen in the decades since started with that team. In order to make it to a second WHL title, you have to make it to a first. He did that um, in order to be you know, a, a top pick in the W in the NHL draft, you have to have one of the, the top ones. And, and he was there. So I want to say thank you to Patrick. He does not listen to the show, but want to say thank you to Patrick and his family for coming out, for joining us. Uh, we're so glad we got to honor you. So God, we got to celebrate you and uh, yeah, 
wish we could have sent you off with a T-Birds win. Unfortunately, the Thunderbirds lose a heartbreaker in overtime to the Spokane Chiefs. But there was so much excitement in that arena that night that outside of a, a T-Birds win, it, I don't think it could have been any more perfect. So thank you to number 12. Going to be great to tell stories to my son, even though I didn't get to watch you play of this night where I remember seeing that jersey being hung or unveiled in the rafters and tell my son, tell my kids, uh, and and tell future generations about getting to watch Patrick Marlowe's jersey being retired for the Seattle Thunderbirds. One of the greatest to ever play the game in a T-Birds uniform and, and an absolute legend, both on and off the ice. So congratulations to Patrick, and thank you to everyone who showed up on November 3rd to make it a nice worth remembering uh, for all time. So, all right, let's transition gears here. We have got some big games coming up. The T-Birds finally make it home. Again, unfortunately, they lose at home to the Spokane Chiefs. Four-game losing streak. Where do things stand? 12 games into the season, where are the T-Birds at? Seattle now with a record of 7-4-1. and one. They are fifth in the U.S. Division and seventh in the Western Conference. However, third best winning percentage in the conference due to the fewest amount of games played so far at 12. Everyone else above them in the standings has either played 15, 16, or 17 games. And they're one of just two teams in the entire WHL with four regulation losses or fewer. That matches the Portland Winter Hawks, who are 10, 4, 0, and 1. Just three points back of the Prince George Cougars, who are in first in the WHL or in the Western Conference at 12, 5, 0, and 0. So, very possible. A couple of good games coming up here, some opportunities to get back in it. You are going to have some teams that you match up decently well against. And before we get into the matchups, I want to throw this out there. I want to share some fan reactions. I was walking around outside before the November 3rd game versus Spokane, Patrick Marlowe's retirement night. Awesome to see people showing up early. Wanted to get those Patrick koozies. You bet I would have stood in line as well to get one of those. But wanted to walk around and see what the vibe was outside. I walked around and I was asking people, hey, are you here for... Uh, the Patrick Marlowe Jersey retirement night. Like, are you here for the T-Birds game? Or are you really just here for Patrick? Thinking that most people, oh, we just want to see Patrick tonight. The game's just kind of a secondary. It was split. There was a lot of people who said, oh man, I'm here for Patrick. I've been watching Patrick for 25, uh, uh, 25, 30 years. I am so excited to see tonight. And some other people, man, I am here because this team is legit. And that was super exciting. Sharing a couple of uh, sharing a couple of fans and their thoughts pre the November third game. Take a listen. All right, and who am I here with? Travis. Travis. Matthew. Uh, RJ. And RJ. How are you guys feeling so far into the season? Great. We're loving it. The boys are looking good out there on the ice, and they're looking good at away games too. Looking great. Young kids out there learning with the the old guys. So it's uh, going to be a fun season to watch. The rookies have turned out, and they have turned up. I mean, they are taking it to an 11. I mean, what can you say? Love it. So good. All right, who am I here with? Debbie DiGidio. Christine Mallory. And Debbie and Christy, how are you guys feeling so far eight games into the season? 
I'm loving the season. These guys are kicking butt. I don't want to say it too loud, but they're really gelling together. And these guys, they're here for the game. They're not just here to do a show. They're here to show everyone that they're here for a great season. Yeah, I'm loving it. I totally agree. I had, you know, everybody has concerns after we come off a season like last year um, and having a new younger seat, a younger team. Um, but they are seriously meshing so well. It is so fun to watch these young guys do this good already. Do you guys have a favorite new player that stepped up this year? Mitch Nick. Mitch Nick, okay. Loveson. Loveson, okay. Very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. People are fired up for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey, and they should be. We got some big games coming up, uh, unfortunately, that lost to Spokane, a four-game losing streak, but a chance to get back on track. It'll start this weekend. The T-Birds play home, an away game, and a home game against the team directly above them in the Western Conference standings, the Victoria Royals. It starts this Friday, November 10th in Victoria, and then transitions home Saturday, November 11th, when the Royals come to town for a 6.05 putt drop. It is Military Appreciation Night presented by BECU. Make sure you come and join us for that as we celebrate all of the men and women who serve in our armed forces and have given to this country. It's also our Fred Meyer turkey shoot. Oh, man, do I have a special place in my heart for turkey shoot. I love watching people come out on the ice. If you've never been to a turkey shoot before, here's how it works. All ladies 18 years of age and older get to come on the ice after the game is over. You take a shot from about the blue line, and if you score a goal, you win a turkey from Fred Meyer. It's pretty easy. So make sure you come out and join us for that. Couple more big games immediately following that as well. Tuesday, November 14th, the Prince Albert Raiders come to town. It's another two for Tuesday. Two for one tickets, two for one beer, $2 concessions. Not much more you can do on a Tuesday night except for enjoy hockey and some well priced, decently priced beverages and snacks. So, Tuesday, November 14th, Prince Albert Raiders. Again, team right in the middle of the Eastern Conference. And then the following weekend, Friday, November 17th in Everett versus the Everett Silvertips. Saturday, November 18th at home, taking on the Everett Silvertips. First matchup of the season between Seattle and Everett. The game on the 18th will be a first home match versus the Silvertips. You're not going to want to miss one of the best matchups in the WHL, Seattle versus Portland. Greatest rivalry, I believe, in our league. But Seattle and Everett, there's something special about those games. Last year, uh, T-Birds were perfect at home versus the Tips. They'll look to continue keeping that going here this season. Tickets, it's pretty easy. You go to seattlethunderbirds.com. You click on the tickets button. You can pick all of the tickets that you want. If you want to get a group together and come see games, you got to call the office and talk to my buddy Dylan or my girl Brittany. They can hook you up. They've got the great packages for groups looking to enjoy a night at Seattle Thunderbirds Hockey. You get great discounts, all that all that great stuff. Uh, so make sure you check them out online, seattlethunderbirds.com. Well, that'll do it. Another episode of Let's fly in the books. 
Final note before we close out the show here, a reminder, next episode, episode four, we're going to be talking why we are thankful for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey. Why are you thankful to be a fan? Make sure you get your texts in for that. 253-656-6618. Make sure to leave your name too so I can shout you out properly on the podcast. Why are you thankful for Thunderbirds hockey and we'll get you on the next episode. Man, lots to come here. We are just a couple of weeks into it. It feels like it's been forever since Thunderbirds hockey started back up. And yet we've only played, is it four home games? It's only had four home games. Folks, we still have 28 more games to go at least at home here this hockey season. It is going to be nonstop. We are in the thick of hockey season. Road trip is done. And that means that we can start pushing on, I believe it's like six games every month now until April comes around. So it is just going to be an awesome time. We are so stoked for more hockey at the show. Hope you come out and join us, but that'll do it. Thanks again for listening. If you're on Apple, make sure to leave us five stars and a comment there and subscribe Spotify too. make sure to follow us. Leave us a rating wherever you're listening from. We appreciate it. We're so excited to welcome you back to the Excessive Shower Center real soon. For now, keep flying, T-Birds fans.